0: Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time.
1: This week on The Kindness Project, we talk about jacking Wi-Fi, retro gaming, and we are joined by Chris Budd, author of Financial Wellbeing.
0: Good morning, evening, afternoon, whenever you're watching. Uh, Welcome to The Kindness Project, uh, the second one of 2021. I'm joined by a girl who is at this right second stealing our neighbour's
1: Wi-Fi. It's Charlotte Dames. And I'm joined by a man who called my love of my childhood console retro. It is retro. It's Chris Dames. You know
0: what, right? So officially, Charlotte is a retro gamer at the age of... 27 or, however, or however, however, however old I lose track. Because um, she has got a Nintendo DS and that isn't now. I have got a DS, I've got a DSi and a 3DS. There's, there's,
1: a, difference. Well, the difference? there's a difference. What's the difference? The, the DS was the original one right. and it didn't have a lot of the cool features like the HD or the
0: 3D <laughs> <D> <laughs> features. You do realise like there's stuff like PlayStation 5's out now as well.
1: The 3D features. <laughs> it's got 3D features. I mean, Amazing. sure they had to... Create a whole new version of the system because the 3D features gave people migraines, but that's not the point.
0: What? That's Did the it?
1: point. <laughs> Did it give people migraines? Yeah. yeah. No. So
0: you've bought a console <laughs> that is officially known as giving people migraines. Is that what you've done?
1: Yeah, I can just turn the three D off. Oh <laughs> What is the point of having <laughs> the 3D if it's gonna give 3- you migraines? The three D is cheaper than the 2D because the 2D has Because
0: <laughs> the 3D gives you migraines. Hello, are you coming in or staying out or shaking it all about? I oh, was just shaking it all about. <laughs> we are joined by a girl who is officially the wobbly, you can't show your belly on the podcast, <laughs> what are you doing? Is officially the wobbliest girl I know, it's Sophie Dames. Wobble <clears> on. <throat> we, 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 were, we were just talking about the three, apparently Charlotte's who comes gives you a headache, and that's a good thing.
1: I <laughs> was then. trying to make a teddy bear. How's
0: how that going? How's that going? Not that one. <laughs> <laughs> Why?
1: The the thread keeps coming out.
0: Okay, okay, fair enough. Did you come down for a reason or just to see what we were up to?
1: No. I just I just came. I heard and I wanted to know what you're talking about.
0: All right, see you later then. Bye. Bye. That, I mean, I know that most podcasts start with a decent amount of shambolic nonsense, but what yeah. we start as we
1: mean to go on? My my retro gaming wasn't actually on my list of things to talk about until next week. Okay. But, you know,
0: I can... We can, can talk ch- about it I this week. I can <laughs> shuffle. The thing is, is, it, is the reason you've got it so cheaply, because it actually gives you... The 3DS gives you headaches.
1: Also the fact that they were released when I was, like... 10 11 years old, All right? Which was about five or six years ago. Um, and the console's good because even without the 3D feature, uh, the 3D turned on, you still get 3D graphics. Um, it's just well, proof. like
0: every console since 1992, you mean. <sighs>
1: You still get the 3D graphics. They're still good quality. They're still HD. You just don't get the pop-out of the screen 3D. The pop-out,
0: the bit that gives you the headache.
1: Yes. Okay, yeah,
0: so uh, Charlotte's got a migraine-inducing um, uh, console. That's her big Christmas news. Um, and she's stealing her, her neighbour's Wi-Fi at the minute. How's that going?
1: It had to be done. I can't connect <laughs> to your office Wi-Fi. I've tried we, on two we different have devices. We've got two
0: separate Wi-Fi connections in the house.
1: Both of them and are And apparently the
0: neighbours is the only one. That works. Bo- Thanks, Bo- Debbie, Bo- by the way, if you're watching. We re- we really we really <laughs> appreciate you both us uh, both art and your Wi-Fi. Um anyway, what other yes. topics did oh, you want to talk uh, about today? Did
1: you not want to cover the question first or we did the question Oh first? yeah, question the question, podcast. What was that? Uh what was a good thing that happened to you in twenty twenty? <sighs> So,
0: interestingly, I had a couple of good things that happened to me in 2020. First of all, we're interested in knowing your thoughts. Oh,
1: I thought you were going to say we're still in 2020 (laughs) as we're recording this.
0: We are still in 2020 as we're recording this. But I'm assuming that when people watch this, it'll be 2021. Yeah. yeah, So what happened in your life that in 2020 was good? Because we know it won't the uh the most idyllic year in the world uh for a lot of reasons but I, I, everybody i speak to about 2020 there were actual highlights not only from these circumstances and and some of the things that that happened like uh spending more time with with family and stuff like that but also people have genuinely achieved some cool stuff in 2020 so how about you? What's, um, your, what's been your highlight of 2020? What did
1: I do in 2020? GCSEs? Yeah. I oh, dang that. That was that.
0: expensive. I honestly, I I can't believe Mum offered you so much money per eye. It cost me an absolute fortune. So It cost that, you
1: 350 quid because uh, that made me feel brilliant.
0: <laughs> no, that was really good. You, you Thank know you. what? You should be proud of yourself.
1: Uh, I started learning Welsh, which is pretty much this close to obsolete. But um,
0: can you, um, for the for the benefit of the audience and the podcast, teach us some Welsh? Uh, sure, if you. Want. Sure. What's that mean?
1: <laughs> that was in English. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so we're currently in. Can you let me know when you start speaking we're, Welsh? We're currently in an office. Which would be a swifter. Swifter! Yes. Uh, and if you wanted to say you'd made a good tea, you would say you made a tea-da. Tea-da? <laughs>
0: yeah. Can I have a tea-da with my swifter? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the one that I like the most is hoffy-coffee. What's hoffy-coffee mean?
1: Oh, it, it literally just means like coffee. So if you were to say, do we I hoffy-coffee, it means I like coffee or... Daichin hoffy-coffee, coffee. do you like coffee? Um, or, depending on the way that you say it, the same phrase so in can I be, like coffee you like what? coffee. I like coffee, do we eye hoffy-coffee? Do we eye
0: hoffy-coffee? <laughs> Love it. Hoffy-coffee <laughs> is a phrase that I want to be, be using at every stage of my life. Hoffy-coffee, I also I like,
1: like the fact that in Welsh, butterfly is pillar pala
0: pala pilla But you know what? There's another onomatopoeic word in Welsh. Is it like keyboard or something that's tippy-tappy or something like that uh, there's a few on metaphink words there's, in there's
1: a couple and then people usually say oh microwave is poppy ping but it's not ah
0: what's microwave i
1: don't know i haven't got that far yet i just know it's not can so... i
0: just can i just pretend microwaves pop ping because it's so, <laughs> so entertaining a lot so so you learn um you learn welsh and you welsh, absolutely stormed your it says i tried yes and you you, you you did you did a bit more than try you've smashed it it's, it's, <laughs> I it's probably, you it's, yeah. you've smashed it so much i'm skint um uh, and you've started your a levels you doing really well then
1: uh, yeah, I'd like to think so. Yeah, yeah. good. I,
0: uh, I, I did a few things. I, uh, I got chartered. I'm a chartered financial planner. That's all good.
1: Hopefully
0: um, you can hear the high five. Um, yeah, the, the, that was a <laughs> high five. Not just me slapping Charlotte for being <laughs> insolent and costing me so much money. Um, and <laughs> how dare you be academic? Um, uh, uh, and I've an a marathon. Uh, I ran the virtual London Marathon. Another Uh, marathon? uh, uh, (laughs) No, no, it's only my second one, but the reality of it, it was probably the most challenging, miserable, but also satisfying. It stopped
1: halfway through. Well,
0: you know what? It was the London Virtual, because I was meant to do London and it didn't happen. No, (sighs)
1: no. Covid. Oh, God, Covid. We'll
0: (laughs) talk about Covid later (laughs) on. Or well, maybe not, maybe we'll just ignore it. We'll just skip it. over it. This, this is the good stuff. Co what? Um
1: Koala. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Should we should we just
0: do should we just call Covid koala?
1: Because <laughs> yeah. it
0: just makes it sound a bit better. But no. Genuinely, so I did I did like, but the thing, that, the thing that was the worst thing about it was the last probably about eight miles, because I took a break, <laughs> took a nap. I came home, I had a power net, and then I had to go out in the rain and finish off my marathon, that was your not answer. a good way of doing it, no. I know, poor mistake, I should have just uh, carried on regardless.
1: None of these were on my list of topics. so what else have
0: you got on your list so question of the podcast as a reminder um what happened to you in 2020 that was actually a positive thing to come out of a a wavy wavy year Um, (laughs) uh, wavy 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 Um, so you can get in touch with us using the following methods
1: Oh no! <laughs>
0: so you can. Uh,
1: www. <laughs> you can you can tweet us at what oh, at Hollerkiness. <laughs> we uh, have an Instagram under the same name. Um, have we? I tell you, there's every time.
0: Apparently, we've got an Instagram Facebook we don't use.
1: under the name uh, The Kindness Project. And yeah, or
0: you can just Google The Kindness Project, you can find us there. Yes. If you're a regular listener, you probably know this already. You can email us at hola, H O L A, at The Kindness Project, though. Do, 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 do the and thekindnessproject.co.uk <laughs> um, and yeah you can just get in touch whatever way you want you can you can tweet me I'm at Chris Ames um, uh, you on Twitter
1: I'm at Charlotte J Dames. their names they don't go D
0: I E M S Q P <laughs> oh, can, can I have a paper, please, Bob? Anyway, what, what else have we got in our list to talk about?
1: Um, Spag superpowers. Um, right, I've uh, got You then. insisted this be one of the so. things that...
0: So one of, the, one, of the, one, of the, one of the one of the things that we like to do, COVID or no, non-COVID every year, is we help our local round table. So one of the things that we do every year is um, help out our right, local round table in, in Hall mm-hmm. And what the guys at the round table do is amazing work. They go round in a Santa sleigh every year and raise money yes, yes. For, for charity. And we didn't know whether it was going to be on, on or not because it covid and stuff like that um, it was just when we went into tier four and thankfully it was still on which was which was great news so, so we so we, we got our high v's on opportunity John to Hi-V's. wear opportunity to wear a high v's always welcome
1: present next year because well i you know what, what do you think
0: of the jill i'm see i'm quite liking the jill at the minute so i'm, uh, I'm sure that's my this, this, start, this but, might be my favorite christmas true. present but anyway so we're out <laughs> And me and Charlotte wander wandering the streets of uh, Havering, collecting money for some amazing causes, and like we like to do every now and again, we got involved in a bit of a random conversation about superpowers. <laughs> so, Charlotte says to me, Dad, I'd love a superpower where I just took the energy in the world and could turn it into anything. <laughs> So I went, that sounds amazing, Charlotte. What would you turn it into? <laughs> Tell our it is what you said.
1: Spag bowl. Spank
0: bowl. You can create anything you want in the world, but no. All you're creating is a bowl of spaghetti bolognese. To be fair, it
1: was late and I hadn't eaten. <laughs> were you just thinking about spoke bowl? I was thinking about food. Right. And then you said, what were- what would you do after you made the spag bowl? I was like, I would take the heat energy from the spag bowl, and I would make myself some garlic bread. <laughs> this is good. Like, not create the energy and, like... Uh... And then I would take the heat energy from the garlic bread and make some bottle of water. What would you... And then shake the bottle of water and take the kinetic energy and use it to And make turn it into another bottle,
0: bottle of spag bowl.
1: Yeah, Which, What would
0: you do with the spag bowl?
1: Eat
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, effectively, <laughs> all you've done is use this amazing power to do yourself a bit of dinner.
1: Yeah. And you went evil with it, you were like, I'm going to take the whole life energy of another person and tailor-make a person to beat my friend. Anyway,
0: unofficial question of the podcast is, if you had the power to just pluck energy out of uh, thin air and create something something with it, what would you use it to create for? So I like that.
1: You you want to make an evil best friend from someone else's energy remains... (laughs)
0: No, I just think there might be a better way to use your superpower, which is to use energy to create anything, to do something better than spaghetti bowl and garlic. I goes. was
1: hungry. You've <laughs> got to stop holding it again. This is me. what I'd do I'd, I'd
0: create Heston Blumenthal and, and all the Don't ig- you, ingredients in you
1: the energy of an entire person. Yeah. So that would either require taking all of your energy, or taking energy from everyone around you, or taking the energy of one person to create a different person with their own personality taking one life about,
0: to create another. But how about I just take the energy of the bloke who works in the army and stuff? Because he's not as good as Chef as Mr Bloom is he? But he still has a lion. Yeah. Yeah,
1: he has. Yeah. 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 And it's not worth you having a personal post- post-
0: so apparently, <laughs> me having a personal Western Bloomer isn't that important to take Not worth a man's life,
1: okay. no. I'll just
0: make myself a bowl then. And on that note, shall we get on with the show?
1: Let's do it.
0: So we've <laughs> immediately forgotten about what's next because we haven't done this in quite a, a while. But I've just remembered. It's only I don't know
1: if you were the one who remembered.
0: Kindness news. Oh, yeah, yes. Yes. <laughs> I was. I, I was waiting for the. Uh, I was waiting for the um, trailer. You know the the song. But it, it didn't come. <laughs> so what have we got on this week's kindness news?
1: Um, stuff. Tell me. Um. So. How are you? Th- this is just the first article. How a Utah sports reporter accidentally raised fifty-five thousand dollars to help people during the holidays. Okay. This one caught my eye because the word "accidentally" is in the title. I'm like, how do you raise fifty thousand dollars you accidentally, accidentally? Do it, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: If sports writer Andy Larson writes his autobiography one day, he might just have to title it "The Accidental Philanthropist." That's because when Larson... Hit- Sorry,
0: philanthropist or philanthropist?
1: Philanthropist. Okay, all right, it? Is uh, I don't know how to say these words. They're just written. I don't know what they mean, but they're written that way. Boom. That's because when Larson, who covers basketball for the Salt Lake Tribune, inadvertently found himself the recipient of a fifty-five thousand Venmo bonanza, he used the money to help families in need for the holidays. The story begins just before Thanksgiving. What's a
0: Venmo bonanza?
1: Do you not know what Venmo is? No. People just pay to your Venmo. You just I have a Venmo. Can I have a Venmo? You I mean you should just just do it.
0: What, what, I'm sorry, I, Siri, I don't <laughs> I to. <didn't> mean <laughs> Sorry, just just let Siri explain what a Venmo is. No, just just for the benefit of our audience and for the benefit it's of just, everybody it's really. like, What is a Venmo? It's
1: like you know, PayPal. It's like that, yeah.
0: It's like PayPal. It's like
1: PayPal.
0: And is it is it like Patreon where you've got a calls and people pay to it or just
1: I don't know how it works. It's an American thing, I think.
0: But it's, it's, it's a method of people paying you. And £55,000 turned up in this guy's bed.
1: Dollars, method. yeah.
0: Dollars, right.
1: Um, Lawrence, okay. Larson's mum called to give him a heads up that she'd just come across the distinctive yellow container he used as a kid for stashing loose coins in his bedroom and wondered if he might want to come fetch it. The chunk of change amounted to over $165. Larson, feeling in the holiday spirit, Decided to donate the booty to fo- <laughs> <laughs> booty, booty <laughs> to folks who could really use a few extra dollars this time of year, and put the word out to it out to his twenty-seven thousand Twitter followers. So, I had a big jar of coins hanging around. He tweeted, "I went. I went to the bank today and had them count it. One hundred sixty-four point eight four dollars. Rather than keeping it, I wanted to give that out to a few people who could use the help for those for their household's Thanksgiving dinner." on thanksgiving dinner or for christmas presents my dm's replies are open as expected requests for assistance began to roll in but on the flip side of the proverbial coin came requests from people who wanted to boost the bounty okay cool the first arrived from a man named jeff jones who asked larson to put up his venmo deeds so he could contribute to the good cause
0: just <laughs> put up your venmo deeds just do that
1: I was shocked that someone would do that, Larson told the Washington Post. Even more amazing was that minutes later, people began retweeting everywhere and sending the money out of the blue. It just exploded. Even more amazing, close to about to a 1,000 people donated about 50,000 in a Love single it. day.
0: You know what? I'll t- I tell you what 2020 has proven to be. The generosity of... And the kindness of people because even though 2020 has been a particularly tough year, it's also been a year where people have shown how amazingly kind they can be, and clearly that that's an example of that, isn't it? Yep. Sorry,
1: I'm trying to load the next article
0: we are talking, so if you could yeah, yeah, yeah. keep going on. So, but and, and I've learned and I've learned about Venmo. So, apparently, sorry, can't you get access to the neighbours' Wi Fi anymore or not?
1: And my phone's just not doing it.
0: All oh, right, though. okay, fair enough. And uh, have you, do you know? So, so clearly, what we want to know is: Do you know about Venmo? Um, have you ever used Venmo? And have you ever stolen a neighbour's Wi-Fi? Because that'd be interesting to know. And Sophie's back. How, how are you,
1: Soph?
0: Good. What would you like to tell us? I only
1: made one arm. <laughs> do you know what Venmo is? No, not at all.
0: So, nobody's hit hit you up with the Venmo dates. Have you got our next kindest news story? I do, I do.
1: Two best friends. Breast. (laughs) (laughs) Two best friends. (laughs) Did you just make a little bird? (laughs) (laughs) Two best friends buy up the holidays for single parent households in Ohio that might not have money for gifts okay my brain just like switched off for a second there two special friends in the cincinnati ohio area have created merrier christmases for children and families who were affected during the pandemic and it was inspired by the experience of gratitude they both felt growing up jordan jenkins and her best friend friend skyla beavers started make a kid merry an organization that provides holiday gifts to kids the same support their own mums received years ago Growing up, both Jordan and Skylar were raised by single mothers and this fueled their passion this year to make sure they pay <laughs> it forward, to offer support Please. for other single for other kids of single parents home during the holidays. COVID nineteen has impacted numerous families. So, dynamic duo has decided to set as their goal providing kids for fifty kids. Sorry,
0: can you just can I just be clear that if the people listening to the audio podcast, I've got I'm now trying to contend with an eight year old who decides it's funny to take the arms out of her jumpers and just sort of just show off in the background. Now I don't know where your kids are from, um, but um, I'm just
1: gonna. Carry on. Uh, <laughs> COVID-19 <laughs> has impacted numerous families, so the dynamic duo decided to set a stage up providing gifts for 50 kids. The university students asked for community donations and enlisted <laughs> friends as <laughs> elves to beautifully wrap the gifts and deliver them. We both came from single-mother households, so we both had to be sponsored for Christmases before, Jenkins told WCPO News. Is that a news about?
0: It sounds American to me.
1: Yeah. We just wanted to be able to share, uh, able to create a way to give back to our community.
0: Love it. And again, another amazing story, of generosity. generosity. Thank you so much for sharing those kind of news, Charlotte. Should we get Thanks. on with the show?
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, interview. I don't know what
0: the interview is. I, I don't know what the interview is. So this week we have got Sophie's back as well. <laughs> this week we've got an interview. I was just over there. Um, this week, in the this week, apparently we're not letting Sophie <laughs> on the podcast, this week we are interviewing Chris Budd, now Chris is an amazing guy, author of um, the Financial Wellbeing book, and we talked to Chris about happiness, wellbeing, and what you can do to make your life a little Wait, happier. Wait,
1: in this one. Did Why you come did along you to this was one? Was I in this one? I don't think you were. No. Anyway, should we go on with the show? No. <laughs> yes.
0: Hi Chris, how are you?
2: Very good mate, thank you and yourself?
0: Yeah, not bad, not bad. A good weekend? What did you go up to?
2: Uh, we went to visit some friends in the Isle of Wight.
0: Okay, and how was the Isle of Wight?
2: Yeah, it's great. Um, it's not as backward as everybody says it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's not backward at all. It's just it's a stunning, stunning joke, isn't it? Like, the, the ferry left at twelve o'clock and arrived in nineteen
0: eighty-two. Well, yeah, you, know, you know what's weird? Because I, I haven't been to the Isle of Wight for ages, but we found loads of fossils on the beach. And apparently the Isle of Wight is famous for having loads of fossils and clearly I'm not talking about the residents because that'd be really <laughs> offensive. Um, but apparently it's famous for we went to the Isle of Wight um, dinosaur museum which was quite good fun actually
2: or
0: yeah, as right, it's also the, the Isle of Wight <laughs> yeah. all, all, all of my two listeners on the Isle of Wight are really going to not like this <laughs> this stuff they've all report there's nothing new yeah, exactly. that, so how was the ferry over was it good all good, yeah, All very, good. Smooth, very easy. Good stuff. So the reason that I wanted to talk to you is because, as you know, our podcast is about kindness, um, and we talk about a bunch of areas relating to people doing awesome stuff uh, in the, their communities, in the world, and in, in their lives. But one thing I've, I've been thinking about as I've been sort of uh, writing this book about kindness is a lot of the time it starts with being kind to ourselves Um, and i know you've got a bit of an insight in terms of the work you do around thinking about those subjects so before we start tell our listeners a little bit about you
2: Okay, so I uh, live in Somerset with wife and kids and little dog, Luna. Yeah. We, um, about about nine, eight, nine years ago, I realized that I wasn't happy. I was um, was depressed and decided to make some changes to my life. Um, and the result of that was I wrote a book called The Financial Wellbeing Book, yep. and I also sold my business to something called an Employee Ownership Trust. I now spend my time divided between those two subject matters, helping companies to um, succession in a really satisfying way for everybody, yep. and secondly, talking, thinking about money and happiness and what we can do to be happier, not just wealthier.
0: Okay, fine. So we'll, we'll cover off both areas, because I think there's both an insight. But what, at what point did you get to when you knew you had to make a change?
2: I had what the doctor called a muzzy head. Yeah. Um, I wasn't thinking clearly. I didn't know why... Um... So the story goes, I went to see the doctor and um, the GP looked a bit, a bit scared because mm. they, they can't treat muzzy heads. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have pills for muzzy yeah. heads.
0: Yeah, I've never seen that in any sort of medical book, a muzzy no, head. No. Right.
2: Um, so she, she gave me, I, I said, I looked at those words, every GP dreads, I've been on the internet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I said, I I think it might be possibly stress or depression. Mm. So she perked up a bit because she had a form for that. Um, And she gave me this, this piece of paper to go home, fill this in, and then come back in two weeks' time and um i got home and you know how when you're at school certainly when we were at school you'd get a photocopy bit of paper and a kind of test it's photocopied so many times that it's kind of half faded and it's yeah it's skewed with on the, the paper it was like that this this questionnaire <laughs> and it started off with the heading um depression questionnaire <laughs> and the first question it was how many times a week do you feel like killing yourself good and I, 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 as long as I live, I will remember sitting at the kitchen table thinking, I don't think this is gonna help me
0: very right, much. Right. That form <laughs> so, sounds like the cause of the British more than the solution for it, to be <laughs> yeah, honest.
2: Yeah. So I started going about making some changes. And the first thing I did was I took some business coaching, mm. um, which inspired me so much that I have now become a business coach myself. And in three sessions, we got to the bottom of what was, was making me depressed, which okay. in my case was the fact that um, I've always done a lot of writing and I used to write stories and novels and I hadn't written anything. So I needed to make some changes to my life in order to enable me to write novels, which I did and I, I published two novels and I'm working on the third.
0: Mm. Um, are you happier now than you were then?
2: Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I would say, unequivocally, um, there's, uh, if I can be... If, okay, Chris, here we go. This is the most pretentious statement you will hear this year. <laughs> As I say in my first novel... <laughs> yeah, I... There, which, which I love to
0: be... So to be much, uh, which I, I, sorry, go on, Chris. Yeah, you need that on a T-shirt, mate, because that is yeah. definitely pretty pretentious, <laughs> but yeah, I'd love to see that on a T-shirt. As I said in my first <laughs> novel. As I say in my
2: first novel, dot, <laughs> dot, there is a line in there which, which I must confess, if it's not too arrogant, I, I really quite like, which is happiness is like trying to balance a chicken on your nose. Yeah. It, it is possible, but not for long. No,
0: agreed, and it takes work, doesn't it? I'd imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. So, so happiness, um, I think, is maybe too big a subject matter, too big a deal to strive for. Yeah. Um, I think it's too big a, bigger bite to take, which is why I like the phrase well-being because it's a bit more relaxed it's a bit more yeah. of a, a, a way of life
0: and i think i think the other the, happy. i think the other interesting thing when it comes to that is um, well-being sounds like a bit more of a journey doesn't it as opposed to like oh I'm yeah. oh, you know what I'm happy and then like th- th- expecting that to be a permanent state of affairs it's a bit more what do you do to continuously look after yourself as opposed yeah. to Yeah I'd I say that's
2: true it's about yeah. making life changes but they don't have to be huge ones mm. it's a bit like um, when you when you try to stop smoking Yeah I think when you try to stop smoking uh, certainly I wasn't just smoking my twenties and cigarettes, and when I stopped, um, somebody gave me a bit of advice: you haven't stopped smoking; you're just going to not smoke for a while.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
2: I think that's really good advice. So rather than say, "I need to make changes to be happy," yeah. Just say I had to
0: just increase my well-being a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's a spectrum as opposed to a sort of linear, isn't it? I like yeah, that. I like yeah, that a lot. Yeah. Now the, re- the reason that I thought you might have an insight into this is because when I was writing the subjects that I want to write about for the kindness project, um, one of the uh, one of the first things that I wrote about that makes me uh, be a bit kinder to myself is I tend to find that I say no a lot more um, and um, don't take on stuff that's going to not make me happy and actually the tip that I got originally and you won't remember this because this was about five or six years ago. We were in a pub having a chat um, and I got this tip from you. So it was that thing where, you know, when people, when you run a business and people come into your office and they go, what do you do, what do you do? Um, And they know the answer already. They just want some validation. And you tell me, you just just say to people, what would you do? Do that then. And I've started to use that and it works amazingly well, mate. So thank you.
2: Yeah, it's a good one, isn't it? A yeah. yeah. uh, lady called Sarah, a wonderful lady called Sarah, who was my PA for many, many years, mm. um, when I was in a luxurious position to be able to have a PA. Uh, <laughs> she um, came into my room, to my office one day with a piece of paper. I said, what do you think I should do with this? And I, I, on this again, I went extreme. I didn't even say anything. I just looked at her and smiled. <laughs> and she, she kind of looked at a piece of paper and looked at me and went... Well, I suppose I could always just, yeah. In kind fact, of, as she was talking, she turned around, and kind of slowly walked out. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: And, uh, she didn't come in hardly ever again after that because yeah. she realised actually I, I can do this stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly. So,
2: yeah, that's that's a good thing. I think let's get let's set set the scene, Chris. Right. Kindness is selfish.
0: Yeah, agreed.
2: There's nothing wrong with saying, I want to do this to help somebody else because it makes me feel good. Agreed. That, that's cool. That's cool. And I think embrace it. I, that we, kindness makes it almost like the, the word kindness as a danger. It can feel like this is something that other people do who are really good people. Yeah. Um, no, you can do it too. We can all do it. Yeah. Because it makes us feel good. Well, this and is... therefore the, it's worth doing.
0: This is the interesting thing. One of the, one of my favourite interviews we've done on the Kindness Project is with, uh, with a guy called Dr. David Hamilton and he wrote a book about kindness a couple of years ago he's a Scottish guy um and his thing is look kindness is selfish because it it kicks in uh, um there are chemicals in your body that when you do good benefit you more than the other person um so why don't we all do it more um but it's interesting but I think sometimes and, and and this is this is the this is one of the things that I want to talk about today. Sometimes we need to make sure we're okay before so we can give as much back as possible. I suppose the the most like the best analogy of it is like, you know, when you get on a plane and they say put your gas uh, put your oxygen mask on first before you start to help other people. And I think sometimes we don't we don't do that enough. So that's, that's I, just
2: I, I would I would agree with that, Chris, but I would just say that... that... Helping other people is part of healing ourselves.
0: Great. They're
2: not mutually exclusive. Yeah. The two can be built together.
0: Yeah, great. Absolutely. So, agree. so, as
2: far as that, is that, um, is that saying no and, and setting boundaries, but is concerned, the one thing that I would add um, is about, and this is kind of the, uh, the phrase that goes through everything I say and do these days is know thyself.
0: Okay. Um,
2: You will have heard me say the expression, I'm sure quite often because I say it all the time, that financial planning is very simple. You simply work out what you want from life and you spend your money on that. And on the financial wellbeing podcast that that we do, we we quote that all the time. So that means know thyself, understand what makes you happy, what gives you wellbeing. And there are two aspects to that. One is that some of it will be unique to you. And then some of it is stuff that is just generally factual. So that's what we try and do is we try and give people knowledge and information. So what you do, knowledge and information about the factual side of stuff. Yeah. Um. You know things like spend your money on experiences, not on stuff, because that gives yeah. you greater well-being. Yeah. This sort of there's a very simple example. Philanthropy, lots and lots of different things that you can do, which are well proven to increase your well-being. Yeah. But there is a large element of well, what will actually also then make you personally happy? What will give you well-being? Yeah. For me, that was the writing, um, that was the writing novels and also other work that I do, charitable stuff as well. Um, yeah, That's what gives me well-being, but it's within a framework of knowledge and education around what will make me happy.
0: So so, so talk to me a little bit about, so you're absolutely right and your book's brilliant, available on Amazon still, Chris, or any, any good bookshops <laughs> yeah. and, and all of that sort of stuff. Um, but talk to me about how you make sure you're spending your time doing what you love
2: well I'm gonna I'm gonna be maybe slightly controversial here this is part of the know thyself thing Um, I quite like a slightly chaotic life okay
1: yeah. Um, uh, my mum drives my mum nuts <laughs> hmm. <laughs> are you
2: sure you're not doing too much it's the yeah. kind of yeah. she's always saying to me but I like it like that
0: yeah yeah yeah
2: um, I remember somebody a long time ago uh that I used to when I was a sort of a rep broker consultant as you and I would know it um, and I could call this guy and he, and he said little tip he said always keep some days free in your diary so that you can react to things
0: yeah yeah yeah
2: and I quite like that now, for some people they would hate that so yeah. that's where the know thyself bit comes in
0: gotcha so, so the fact that you know that you like a bit of variety and you like to do different stuff you assign time so that you've got some space what do you yeah. say no to what do you say no to
2: what do i say no to not a lot
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> i mean, I'm, I'm talking to you
0: yeah it's, it's too true mate too true yeah you're you're the bar is set increasingly low clearly
2: i look I, I have a very simple criteria i guess there was a criteria i set a few years ago for myself which was is it fun
0: yeah, yeah.
2: You know, and if I think something's going to be fun, and fun's a pretty broad definition because it can include interesting and educational, but that is fun for Yeah, me, you know. Yeah. But is it going to be fun? And if it's going to be fun, I'll find a way of doing it, really.
0: Yeah, I, you um, know what, I'm with you on that. If, if I'm not going to enjoy it, why am I spending time doing it? Unless it meets one of the other factors that are important in my life, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so there's,
2: there's um a bit earlier this year, I had a few uh, issues with a couple of things that I won't go into any detail on for obvious reasons uh, but they caused me great um, distress and great unhappiness and mm. some relationships were put it straight and some things were said done were a bit unpleasant and what have you and I got really really down for quite a few months I got really like, really upset it really affected me yeah. and then um, this is going to sound incredibly trite okay but it just happened to work for me I was um, I can't remember where I was actually maybe walking the dog uh, But I just was mulling over yet again this one particular issue. And then I just suddenly said to myself, do you know what? I think I'm going to be happy.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: I'm fed up with this going around my head constantly. Yeah. I've decided to be happy, and I came home, and uh, that evening I said to my wife, "Do you know what? I've decided to be happy." And she kind of <laughs> to me went, "That sounds like a good idea." Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it sounds incredibly trite, I know it does, but it just worked for me. Yeah. Um, to just say, "I'm going to go places where I'm enjoyed, and that yeah. I enjoy being." Um, I don't want to fight the fights anymore because they're just too much like our. Work and then nobody's getting anything out of it. Go places where people appreciate you, where uh, your skills are appreciated, yeah. where you're looking at issues, not personalities.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: This, yeah. Is, this is now gone beyond my personal situation, but it's just generally, these are the reflections I have You know, yeah. go uh, the, 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 going to places where it's it's about issues,
0: not um, personalities. It's a really big one. So talk, talk. So so I mean, the way that I do that, and I, I did this a couple of years ago because I, I was. Five Finding myself worrying about things that I had no control over at all, and and very little influence. Um, and you go, actually, am I spending my time worrying about this stuff that that I I've, I've I literally I've got no impact over? So I think for me, focusing my attention on what I can control. But then, but then, it's not as easy as that, is it? Because that little bloke in your head gets in the way and starts giving you a second opinion so how do you control that for you what what techniques work for you
2: well uh, first of all um the idea of only controlling what you control so uh there's a um a guy who's become very popular recently um, a Greek philosopher called Seneca Yeah. Um, he seems to be I'd never heard of him until I read a marvellous book called The Antidote by Oliver Burkeman. recommended it to ah, right, right. Um, the antidote is all about the antidote to positive thinking and yeah. being realistic and how actually that can make you happy it's a great <laughs> book um, but I first read about stoicism and Seneca in there and now I, I read quite a bit about it it seems to crop up everywhere there's a lovely little book of his called On the Shortness of Life Life is Long if you know how to use it yeah. and that is all about this controlling only the things you can control, worrying about only things that you can control and I, I, I think that's a, there's a huge amount of wisdom in it yeah, but there's a one caveat to it one caveat to it so um, I, I try and apply that filter as much as I possibly can but if you take it to its degree, you do what one friend of mine does which is
0: never ever reading the news Yeah. yeah.
2: Because, you know, all this um, rubbish that's going on around Brexit, right? And I say rubbish from all parts. Yeah. No matter what your political persuasion or who you voted for, I think we can all agree there's an awful lot of nonsense going on. And I can't control any of that. Yeah. But at some point...
0: You need to be a little be bit informed. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, there might be another referendum. There will be a general election at some yeah. point in the future. And I feel I want to know enough to be yeah. able to contribute to society in that yeah.
0: way. Yeah, no, I see so, that. Yeah.
2: So there's a that, that my only caveat with the control only, the, only what you can control. Worry yes. about only what you can control. Other than that, I think it's very wise advice. And... Um, look, know thyself, right? Uh, what is it that's making you unhappy? What is a blockage to your yeah. well-being, is the question that I would ask yourselves. And if the blockage is personalities, remove yourself from those personalities. Yeah. If the blockage is issues, can I do anything about controlling those issues? And if I can, go and do something about it. Great, you are empowered. Yeah. If you can't, either either um, forget about it, or just continue to be, be concerned, but don't Don't
0: worry. Stress about it. Yeah, yeah. You know,
2: um, I give a very quick story for me. When I was in my twenties, my father went bankrupt, and it was a very unpleasant and horrible um, time of my life. And uh, I always got got really uptight on his behalf, almost. And um, my mum phoned me up one day, a bit worried about me, and she said she gave me a great bit of advice. She said, "Look, there's nothing you can do, right? What's happened has happened." Mm so be concerned yes but don't worry
0: yeah agreed um, and i
2: thought that was a really nice distinction
0: i you know? I, I need to pick up the antidote actually because I've, I've had a couple of people say to me it's an amazing book the one the one that i read we talked about stoicism quite a lot and just the philosophy made sense to me was uh, the obstacle is the way by ryan holiday have you read that really good, really good, but it sounds similar in terms of the antidote I mean, a lot of it is quite um, for an optimist like me, it's quite tough reading, because a, a lot of stoicism is about remembering that you are in insignificant, life is short and you're going to die very soon um, uh, but but actually that allows you then to focus on what really matters in life, and I think that's the important part, but yeah, but yeah I, I, don't, I
2: don't take Seneca like that actually There's a, yeah. here's, here's a line, right, from Uh, on life as long if you know how to use it you act like mortals in all that you fear and like immortals in all that you desire
0: yeah I like that I love that so
2: we go around worrying about things we can't control and yet the things that are in front of us that would make us happy we ignore
0: yeah yeah it's true
2: so know thyself work out what you want work out what makes you happy and spend your money on that
0: (laughs) Talk to me talk to me a little bit I mean you you're very uh, the reason that that um, I like you and like your podcast is because you're you're open honest authentic and you admit mistakes do you think that helps your mental health having that honesty and and because i think i think interestingly when we when i te- speak to people who are struggling mentally a lot of it's because they you feel that they need to put up a bit of a facade <clears throat> help, help me understand what you learned from that experience with your dad and what you changed in your life to make sure that you didn't make the same mistakes Do you want to? Do you want to? I mean, if you want to lay down while you're doing this, Chris, and you know, I'll just—it's <laughs> like in the psychiatrist chair, isn't it? I've got a bit. I've got a bit far. No, it's good. It's good. It's just it's, it, where do you start? Like, I was
2: thinking the other day. Um, uh, there's a very interesting uh, thing that you may want to research a little bit, which is called appreciative inquiry. Okay. Appreciative Inquiry uh, is uh, introduced to me by a brilliant man called Mike Zeigler of Happy City, which is a, a, an organization I'm a trustee of that helps measure happiness, brilliant brilliant organization. And um, Mike was doing a bit of training with us on, on Appreciative Inquiry, okay. and it's all about starting from the point that the other person isn't an idiot that the other person is trying to do the right thing. So let's look at their ideas and build on the good things. Okay. As opposed to, he's an idiot, I'm going to slag him off and strip apart all his stupid ideas, you know,
0: Um,
2: which is the kind of negative, I guess, of of appreciative inquiry. Now, I'm I'm no expert on it, but I think it's a really, really good starting point um, for how to focus on things that are good and positive and build upon them rather than focus on the negative and the bad. Because it's easy to do. Yeah. yeah it's really really easy to just look at something and strip it apart and say that doesn't work That doesn't. Work. that's actually our default position but to find the positive of the good things in life and then work upon them is a lot harder and doesn't come naturally but so much more productive
0: give me an example of how that works in practice
2: well, I don't want to
0: spoil Mike's training, but I know you've only got four listeners to this podcast, so we're probably safe on. Yeah, no, um. there, well, there's a, there's there's at least seven now, so we're all right. You know what? We got we as a little hobby podcast. We had this weird experience because we've got eighteen thousand subscribers now, and you go, who listens to that nonsense? <laughs> We're we're, awesome. we're we're still creating it as a little little hobby, Chris. We still love it, but yeah. It's I, I, I'll
2: give you an example of that of, of what um, of of how Mike started this training session off. Uh, he got he sent me a question. He said, "As you arrive in the office, I want you to note what's good about the place and come in, and, and, and you'll share that with us." So we started the session off, and he said, "Yeah, Chris, you had a question." What, what? So I started to say, "Well." First of I struggled because it was big solicitor's practice and it was a very dull place. And I right. said, well, the lampshades were really nice. Right. That's one thing I managed to find, you know. And then he asked somebody else, I sent you a question. And they started saying, well, I didn't like this, I didn't like that, I didn't like that. And I went, oh, how, what's going on here? And then my revealed that he'd actually sent us slightly different questions.
0: Okay. He'd sent me what's good about the place. And he'd yeah. sent the other person, what would you change?
1: And two things came out.
2: Firstly, the the simple change in that question, which you think is basically the same question, what's good about it, what would you change? Actually brought out completely different responses. Yeah. Um, Because he had the opportunity to list a load of things he didn't like, and he had loads. I only had two of the things that I did like. Yeah. But, But the second thing that I found Once I knew that we could be critical, suddenly I was able to think of loads of things. Gotcha. Gotcha. And it was a real lesson in just how easy it is to veer towards the negative. You only got to look at social media and yeah. newspapers, etc. You know, there are just so few positive stories, and even when there are, uh, sorry, even even rarer is when you get a negative story. There could have been a positive story with a different slot.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so, always yeah, there's always that angle, isn't there? I mean, it's a, but that that interesting. I look at that, Chris, and go that feels a bit counterintuitive to me because surely positive stories and viewing the world through a prism of optimism. Would make us happier, but as nat- naturally as humans, we look at things in a negative light. Um, how, do, how do we? How do you? How do you manage that in your own head?
2: Well, I, I'm not sure it is a natural thing as humans. Actually, I yeah. think there's um, there's a lot of noise around that yeah. is encouraging us uh, to act in ways that are not in our natural. best interests. Yeah, frankly. Yeah, yeah. Um I'm in the middle. I just digress slightly. If I may, for a Chris, I'm, uh, for a second, Chris, I'm reading this novel called Overstory, okay. um, which is a Pulitzer Prize-winning novel, basically about trees, okay. and it's really, really interesting. Um, but there's a passage i've just finished um or did a bit i've just just really we talked about imagine if there was a machine we have a massive problem with with global warming right yeah. with um carbon and with uh, carbon dioxide in the air and, and, and so imagine if there was a machine that, that somebody's working on somewhere in silicon valley which pumps out um, oxygen it takes carbon monoxide and it turns it into oxygen yeah, yeah, yeah. we need these machines right yeah. if only we had an army of those machines and hey what if that machine also dropped food to the ground whenever we felt like it as well yeah, yeah.
0: Right. that's trees I know and I yeah. know it's mad it's mad and, <laughs> and, and
2: yeah, what, are, what are we doing we're, we're in the middle of ripping all the trees up to make a make a bookshelf to put books on with. Crazy, crazy
0: yeah, crazy yeah well, have, the other dangerous. the other the other interesting thing with that is like you look look at somewhere like Brazil and, and, and the Amazon rainforest, and the only driver for that is economic growth. So GDP is the driver. And you, you think look at that and go, surely there's better indicators of a, the success of a country than GDP, right? How about we do the, the what pretend do and say? Are we happy as a country? And again, there's arguments for and against that that measure. But but yeah, we need to find a better way to to define success, I think, than just how much money we make. But you and I know that. Um,
2: we do. We're on the same page, <laughs> That's Actually, the work of Happy City is to try and uh, what well, we provide lots of measurement tools for businesses and individuals and economies to measure happiness. Yeah. Um, so if anybody's interested in doing that then they have lots of tools
0: you can use go and check out Happy City cool cool um, and we'll put some link in the show notes to that so, so you can do that so uh, one of the things that I'm interested in talking about is we talked about ignoring the noise right but staying informed how do you do that and get the balance right
2: <laughs> know thyself yeah. Okay, what you want from life blah 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 it's, it's, it sounds so tried and easy but, but actually it is <laughs> yeah. um, why do we not do things that are so easy and good for us that, that, that there's a lot of pressure out there on us to behave in certain ways yeah. Okay, um, and we're all guilty of it I'm guilty of it uh, but, uh, retail therapy you go and see something and you think oh I need that okay. course you don't need it the things you actually need are very, very few. So there's some techniques that you can do to stop yourself from not being affected by the noise. Um, one that I always quote, because I think people think I'm a bit silly for it, but I stand by it. That's actually really important for my mental well-being. If I go to the cinema, which I do quite a lot, my son particularly, we love our movies, yeah. and uh, whenever we go, he goes in for all the trailers and the adverts, I stay outside and I read a book out in the, in the foyer and okay. I get a text from him saying this time come, come in. in there's 30 minutes worth yeah. of giant adverts yeah all of which telling you you're not good enough because yeah. you don't have this certain thing so yeah. separate yourself from that rubbish I never watched the telly without a remote control next to my hand yeah. and I, I I I tried myself that the adverts don't even get to start talking at
0: me <laughs> before you've got, so you reach the fast, but we do in our house. We never. I mean, we live in, a, uh, we live in our house. Nothing's done on demand because I can't avoid adverts because of it. But yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, exactly. It's, it's, it's so, good. so
2: there are ways you can you can you can take yourself out of this loop. Yeah. Um, you know, just also get on financial planning, Chris. Yeah. Um that work out what you want from life. Bit you know, that, so there are five parts to financial well being. Okay and the first one for me the main one is a clear path to identifiable objectives yep. so you work out a life that you think might make you happy and I appreciate that's not actually that simple there's a big topic there in itself but you work out the future that you think that's. and by the way it doesn't have to be a future that's golden and perfect Yeah. it's a future that just I'd like to make a few little changes um, I wonder if that's possible and then plot a path towards it financially hopefully you know if you can afford it go to a good financial planner who does a bit of coaching and they could plot it for you and then just work out yeah do you know what that future is actually possible yeah. i can have things that are different than now yeah. um, and then just work towards it and then you knock them off one by one and it might be in going through that process actually do you know what i, I could do a bit more than i thought
0: yeah yeah.
2: And truly open the mind. Truly say, what makes me feel good? Yeah. And there are some things that we know will make you feel good. We can, you know, that's what, what we do. You and I, isn't it? We try to uh, awaken people to the fact, for example, that it's the quality of our social relationships that makes us happy, yeah. Yeah. not how much stuff we own
0: and experiences and experiences. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: yeah. 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 Um, but the social relationships one is is the massive one. Yeah. Um, and can I just share... I don't know, there's another book I just wanted to touch upon, if I may.
0: Mm. Um,
2: and this goes to this goes to all of the things you've been talking about, really, and mm. that's that's kind of why I mentioned it. In fact, digging this out again for our chat made me realise I'm going to have to put a whole episode of our podcast about this. There's an extraordinary book called The Top Five Regrets of the Diet.
0: Yeah, I've read it. Bunny. Ware, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Extraordinary book, isn't it? Yeah, amazing. And they're kind of... The five things are kind of... Um, are not predictable uh, they're they're one or two of them are what you'd expect i, mm. I guess which is i wish i had not spent so much time at work yeah yeah uh, actually i think there's a different per, a different story there which is i wish i'd done work which was more purposeful
0: yeah great
2: but anyway um the one the regret, regret number three is the one uh, and number four are the two that i just want to touch on number three is i wish i'd had the courage to express my feelings yeah and uh, as the brilliant Nick Elston says on our last podcast, uh, I never lost a sale by being more myself.
0: Yeah, yeah. Both, 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 both down to authenticity, right? Both, yeah, right. Absolutely. If you, if you are open enough to be open and honest, and and I've I listen to your Nick Elston podcast, and he's on our one in a couple of weeks. Oh, was it cool? Yeah. So because I think Chris, I think what he talks about around the like, just being a bit more you is, is, might put some people off, actually. And I'm, I'm, I've got to a stage in my life and, and the business is life and my career where I'm a bit more relaxed about that, because if you ain't right for us, we're probably not right for you, right? <laughs> do you know what i mean so yeah Chris, i don't
2: think you could be a bit more you
0: yeah is that well i, I, I think i think what makes it's interesting though because what makes me happy is knowing that i haven't got to pretend right what makes me happy is is knowing that if you if, if you like me or loathe me i'm relaxed about that and i can live my life in a way that's pretty authentic and that's that's what i quite enjoy And, and we are, uh, we are, it's the end of another episode. Episode. It's our is second this, is
1: episode. Is
0: this how the format I can't remember. I, can't, I genuinely cannot remember how this goes. Uh, normally, what we do at the end of every podcast episode is give you the answers to the question of the podcast that we've asked last week. I can't remember. And I can't remember what the last one was because we haven't recorded in months. But now we're back. Please make sure you send us the answer of the, this week's question of the podcast. For
1: these guys, it's our first recording of the year. It's true. <laughs> but our
0: first... um, our first. No, it's not. It's second because we've got an episode on the 7th of Jan. This goes out on the 14th of Jan. Yeah, but this is
1: the first one recording in the new batch.
0: Yeah, but what does that mean? What does that mean to the people listening? We
1: said in the line on the 7th that, oh no, we went over New Year's. Yeah. So, anyway. Anyway. Anyway.
0: We haven't got an answer to the question of the podcast this week. We will be back with an answer to the question of the podcast next next week. week. Um, And until then... Have a lovely week. Enjoy the time with your friend, friends and family. Happy and we'll New see Year. You, uh, Happy New Year. Yes. And we'll see you next week on The Kindness Project. See you bye. next week. Bye, bye, bye. Bye.
1: bye.